Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsog for another edition of our Super Star Destroyer of our fleet, Force Center. As always, joined by Joseph Scrimshaw and Jennifer Landa. Welcome to the show, Joseph. Oh, happy to be here, Ken. This time, I, I'm imagining myself on the bridge as Bosk, annoying other people <laughs> with my growling. <laughs> we don't need that kind here. <laughs> Jennifer Landon, you're in the data pits. I am, and I, I'm actually the Ewok Jedi. 
<laughs> I'm not supposed to be here. You're really not supposed to be on the bridge of a superstar. Not supposed. I've stumbled on here, and things are gonna get rough. <laughs> All right, good to know. Uh, yeah, feral Ewok with a lightsaber that. on board. <laughs> Great. Uh, can you imagine an Ewok uh, run around a Imperial Star Destroyer? Because they probably know a little bit what to do. They could probably take out a tractor beam by yeah. guessing. Yeah. Yeah, Jennifer's like, well, yeah. Of course, of course come on. Yeah. They can do anything, right? Anything. <laughs> anything you can do. And I can do, can do better. <laughs> I can do anything. Guys, uh, on this Force Center, uh, we are going to do, be diving into Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. What you say, it's already come out. You've already reacted. You've broken it down. You analyzed it. You've analyzed it again. And you <laughs> broke it down for another time. Well, guys... <laughs> What we're doing today is having some fun with The Force Awakens. We all loved this movie, right? Yes. There. It's submitted into the court as evidence. All three of us loved Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. But what we're going to be doing today is having some fun on Force Center. No worry. We're not worried about any big Star Wars news or any of that kind of stuff. We're going to have some fun. We like to do that on Force Center from time to time, just dive straight into the topic. What we're going to be doing today is talking about what we expected from The Force Awakens. What we got. Did we get what we wanted? Were we surprised of things that happened that didn't happen? And most importantly, we're going to have some fun kind of pitching or saying what we would have changed in our own version, as Joseph says, headcanon, our <laughs> own version of The Force Awakens, maybe even changing the title. We don't Ooh. know. We're going to have some fun. So, uh, guys, uh, Force Awakens, really, we started to know that there was an Episode seven coming late 2012, right yeah. after the Disney sale, mm-hmm. which happened yeah. in October of 2012, I believe. Yeah, I believe so. Seems like yesterday. Yeah. I remember reading the news on my computer at work and emotionally reacting. And now that's four years ago. <laughs> wow. Lots of emotional reactions later. Yeah. Wow. Um, but obviously, um, uh, episode seven, knowing that it was coming, invoked a lot of emotions. And more importantly, for Star Wars fans, a lot of thoughts and opinions on what it was going to be. I've been having the opinions since 1983, <laughs> when I had a version of Star Wars episode seven, in which I was playing the son of Han Solo and Princess Leia. And we were on a mission on Tatooine. <laughs> And I had a, a backyard. I had a hole in our yard that I could crawl into. It was like a little foxhole that a tree had been removed and it just had grown over with grass. And I would have my little blaster gun that was there, a toy gun. It wasn't even a Star Wars gun. It was just some random plastic gun I had. And I would be there uh, talking dialogue with Han and Leia while we fighting <laughs> the Empire on Tatooine. Um, so I've been building this story up in my head since 1983. I'm sure you guys had similar experiences, right, Joseph? Oh, yeah. I had uh, my brother and I created narratives with our action figures it's not that surprising that i ended up being a writer because like we wouldn't just mash them together we needed stories and return of the jedi uh posed a challenge because everything was kind of resolved so i remember making up stories about clones long before any of that came into actual canon of like well the emperor's been cloned and he's back and luke has to deal with it again because i want to play with my action figures (laughs) (laughs) yeah boy i couldn't even fathom at at that age i was like wow i really wish there were new star wars movies what would it be like with han and leia and my dreamy luke who i loved (laughs) um I just couldn't, yeah, so when we found out the news that, that uh, we were going to get new Star Wars films, mm-hmm. it just, it shook me by my core. Mm. Finally, this moment has arrived. 
And in my opinion, it did not disappoint. Great. Great. But I want to know this from you, and I'll start with you, Jennifer. What did you expect from Episode 7? And I guess we could put it in time timeline once we all knew the old characters were coming back. Because mm. we, could, we could speculate, and maybe if you want to tell me what you would have changed is get the old characters out. I, I can't imagine you two saying that, but I don't know. Joseph's a wild card sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to make you think. But um, So what did you expect once we knew? It's, it's coming. Episode seven is finally here. What, what did you want? I wanted I wanted the old three back mm. on screen together. And I remember watching the film mm. going, okay, all right, when's Luke coming? Okay, mm. he's not here yet. Okay, things are getting really bad now. I don't think this looks good. And But then I kind of made peace with it by the end when we did see Luke. I was like, right. you know what? That was the right choice. But as a fan, I wanted to see all three of them back Absolutely. together. Yeah. I was pleased also by the amount of humor that was mm-hmm. in the film. I was not expecting that, so that was a very pleasant surprise. Okay, and good humor. Great humor. Mm-hmm. It was very organic. No piosa. No. <laughs> no, and yet, and yet, I could see how the film could be appreciated by kids too. So mm-hmm. I thought they did a great job with that as well. Um, mm. I actually thought it was going to be a little bit darker. I'm not quite sure why, hmm. but I did. Hmm. Uh, I liked that it tugged at the nostalgia. Um, I felt like they kind of, it played all the right notes. Okay. Let's put it that way. Okay, played the notes. Joseph, going into this, and I'm not just talking about the night before. I'm talking yeah. October 2012. Yeah. I expected more answers hmm. about what had transpired. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I expected to get uh, a couple of pieces of information i expected to find out what whether or not leia had trained and how that went right right i expected to find out a little bit more about luke's jedi philosophy of how he responded to the various jedi philosophies and if he started a school and we kind of got that information but it is a part of a, a mystery an ongoing mystery right um I expected, yeah, I, I just expected more answers about the past from yeah. the big three. And from, I certainly expected to see them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we all hoped that. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Um, I, I, for me, was along the same vein. Um, I didn't expect... What I expected was a continuation. Um, yeah. And I think we got a start of a new story with a lot of blanks that are now going to be filled in as yeah. we move on. Right. Um, in big ways, like you said. Like, uh, you know, some of it's being filled in by the novels. Bloodline did a great job filling in some stuff for me about Leia's path. Yeah. Path. Um, so I was surprised that she, other than a little moment when Han died, didn't seem to... The Force wasn't something that seemed to be a part of her character anymore. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I, so I, I expected that and didn't get that, but I definitely expected more of a continuation. And, and then I'll go back around, maybe in some plot points that you guys expected. I absolutely expected that the bad guy would be, um, and this is the Timothy Zahn effect, I can't separate yeah. that, a, a remnant of the Empire. And the First Order isn't, but is, isn't. Yeah, that's not, not entirely fleshed out, uh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. We don't quite know. There might be some bleed over, but, you know, Zahn had, you know, Captain Payone or Paleone, whatever you want to call him, and oh, Thrawn yeah. and all these guys who were who were there at the Battle of Endor and all that kind of stuff, and they were picking up the flag. Um I didn't. I didn't think outside the box. That's why I'm not writing a major motion picture <laughs> that the enemy could be something else. I thought it was just going to be the Empire in some other form. And I believe that the, the the dark side of the Force would be returning. I was happy. I'd, I by no means I want to make this clear. Predicted the Force would be awakening, <laughs> but I figured that peace had been obtained, uh, and that at some point this would be about a return of evil and a returning threat. So that's what I thought going in. Uh, plot point stuff from you guys at all once we got got the big three confirmed, anything like that? Yeah, I wanted to see more of the myth and the mysticism of the Force. I really, and I know we're probably going to get that in episode eight with the training and whatnot, but I, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of that, specifically even with, with Maz Kanata, which, you know, she she's not a Force wielder, but 
but I, I just she kind knows. of she knows. I wanted to get a, a story from her, a mm-hmm. really great story where she she tells how she knows what she knows. Just give yeah. me a little kernel, something yeah. between her and Ray, or maybe a story about how she's seen someone else who walked away from their destiny. I don't know. I just I felt like that to me was a little bit. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to yeah. see that. Yeah, a little more flushed out there. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I expected this. And I think I've said it on this very podcast, early episodes, I expected this to be a story about the force to the right. point where maybe the force is a character where mm. people aren't using it. And, and eventually the universe kind of the galaxy breaks and says, no, you must. Right. And all of the a lot of these things are they could still happen. Yeah. But I expected it in that first movie and it just wasn't mm. really there. Right. There's a lot of questions coming out of it, which I think has been part of the fun for us as mm-hmm. Star Wars fans and gives us topics most week on the show. <laughs> is what is this? What is that? But yeah, there is to the casual fan. I know still I'll have conversations of um, not understanding where the resistance came from, mm-hmm. not right. understanding why uh, the New Republic really wasn't, you know, was the same, but not the same. It just, it, there was unclear on why the Republic and the resistance weren't and why the First Order Certainly looked like the Empire, but wasn't, and and um, uh, that that I was I, I I think we're all can agree wanted more or expected more. Whether yeah. or not uh, I'm happy with the result, because now I have books and comics to read to understand it. Um, that's that's what, maybe what I wanted more out of it. Um, uh, I also wanted. Um, or maybe transitioning into to what uh, wanted, but also you know. What I would have changed, I'll jump ahead a little bit, but as as I wanted it, um, I, I wanted Luke to be more involved. Though I am on record saying I, I thought maybe he could be in the final shot, and I'd be okay with that. Yeah. and I was definitely am okay with that because mm-hmm. it's part of a bigger story. But I wanted this to be more of an adv- adventure through the galaxy, not about the big battle again. I didn't really didn't want a big battle. Huh. I thought it'd be more about. All right, maybe Luke is gone. We started hearing early on. Maybe Luke's not around. Um, but that Han was taking these new kids on a yeah. adventure through the galaxy for a purpose. Kind of did that. But then it ended up in the big third Death Star. Yeah. Nice. The Starkiller base is the single biggest shock to me. Really? Like yeah. when, because, you know, it was coming out around the time where I was really trying to be like, I'm going to be a responsible host of mm-hmm. Jedi Alliance, but I also don't want too much information. Mm-hmm. And the Starkiller Base is one of those things where, like, okay, almost everybody is, like, tweeting me, like, we know what it is. It's called the Starkiller Base. It's a planet. And, like, <laughs> so I had to kind of accept it. But it was shocking to me, like, truly shocking, because I think it was maybe two or three down. Like, I think the Star Wars joke would have been, what's the dumbest thing they could do? Jar Jar up front. What's mm-hmm. the second dumbest thing they could do? Ewoks. What's the third dumbest thing? Another Death Star. And whether I agree with those things qualitatively Mm -hmm. or not, that was like, it it was one of the running jokes for decades of why did they have a second Death Star? Right. Right. So the fact that they went with a third Death Star, and I'm on record of, I think it ended up working and it was pretty smart. But in terms of what I expected, oh, I was shocked when I was like, you guys just want to play with fire, don't yeah. you? I actually said, uh, not quite out loud, but almost, and when I first viewing, first viewing, they even are doing another trench run. Yeah. yeah. 
again, by the fourth view, and that was my favorite sequence because it was just fun <laughs> and I loved Poe Dameron and now I knew the characters. Snap Wexley was there and Jess Pava and all this stuff. So I was yeah. for the characters. That changed. Um, yeah, yeah. And I remember, I think the first time I really heard about Starkiller Base was might have been at San Diego Comic-Con when uh, Gleason said it. He okay. said, uh, "Oh, I'm, I'm on." Um, oh right. He, he let it slip. Oh, I'm part of. I'm on the Star Killer base. The yeah. thing. Oops, oops. And he like yep. stopped or whatever it was. And it was like, oh, there's a big space station mm. or a ship. But I thought, oh, okay. And it's yeah. a big Star Killer. That's cool. I pictured, you know, the satellite of love up in space. <laughs> uh, not that it would be round and and and, <laughs> and reminiscent of of two movies. Yeah. Which even the prequels. Didn't have that, unless you count Phantom Menace did have a spherical part of a ship that young Annie destroyed. But yeah, yeah. the same, yeah. Mm. Well, I think that's a big expectation that I guess I didn't have, is that I do feel like it is modern blockbuster storytelling, which is different, I think, than really traditional yeah. movies. Uh, and I think different than what Lucas did with the prequels. Right. I think very traditional beat-by-beat movies, which I think the first trilogy mostly falls into, mm-hmm. of a, a very specific kind of three-act structure, very clearly a main character, A story yeah. and a B story. And then the prequels are just George Lucas saying, I'm going to do what I want. And I think that some of his structure is inventive and interesting. Yeah. But we'd have these two models. And then Force Awakens it feels like an entirely different thing. It's like Captain America Civil War, I think, did it well. I think Batman v Superman did it poorly, where... You, Films are now, these big blockbusters are managing all sorts of different expectations. Mm-hmm. So they have some narrative requirements. Then they have some like, well, we're really worried about marketing. So we do need to put this emphasis here. Force Awakens had the extra baggage of we're worried about rekindling the flame of Star Wars. So that the story is, it's got a weird structure. And at the end of it, you can come out and say, ultimately, this was a story about the search for Luke. But we took this Starkiller detour for reasons. Mm. And ultimately, Ray is the main character, but that wasn't entirely clear until the yeah. end. Right. So it's got. I, I was surprised that it has this what I think is new new storytelling structure. That's just the necessity mm. of making a movie this big. Yeah, mm. yeah. You got to give. Uh, not fam- I'm not saying familiar in terms of Star Wars, but you got to give the fans something uh, 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 some kind of ticking clock timeline that is familiar to them enough to to comprehend some of the other stuff, right. or, or not be overwhelmed with who's Ray or what's that yeah. part of it. I, I, I think you're right. Um, what what uh, what are you surprised that didn't happen, Jennifer? What's anything specific? Well, you know what it is that I, actually the only thing that really sticks out that I I didn't particularly like <gasps> was <gasps> yeah <laughs> I know was Snoke. I was, yeah. I don't want to say disappointed, but I was kind of disappointed when I saw him and I thought that that's the guy that's our baddie. Yeah. Ugh, I just didn't let, he felt so, he looked so CGI to me. Yeah. He did not seem threatening right. or menacing. I really feel like they, they should have gone more with just a real actor, mm-hmm. cast someone who is an excellent villain, Jeremy Irons, Christoph Waltz, if you want to get kind of quirky with it, mm. you know, cast <laughs> someone or like Ben Mendelsohn perhaps is going to be in yeah. one, yeah. someone who can be scary and real mm-hmm. because for me, when I saw Snoke, that took me out of it. It did. I was disappointed. I went through different phases. Number one, I went, if he's that tall, I'm getting up out of the theater and walking. <laughs> right, yep. right. Um, Oh, it's not. Okay, good, okay. good, good, good. Yeah. I can deal with this. The yeah. next scene. <laughs> this is what they brought Andy Serkis in to do? Exactly. I just, well, I just believed this man was an actual ape for two movies. Yep. You know? I believed it. Yep. 
Um, they're not Gollum or King Kong's a different story in modern the modern way of, of doing things. Now, you watch the, the Planet Eight movies, and I forget. Yep, I'm transported away to where where Caesar is real to me. Um, so you had that man. You had the right man for me if you're going to do that route, CGI. And he's sitting on a chair the entire Now, hey, maybe an eight, he pulls a Yoda and he's bouncing around. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my gosh, no. But, no. but I wanted more of that. And I was surprised we didn't get that. I get it, though, because Kylo was, we're watching his growth as well as Ray or his yeah, right. the evolution as, as well as his, his awakening. His awakening. Yeah. Um, which was interesting. And I'm so on board for Kylo Ren and obviously on board for Ray. But yeah, that was, I was surprised we didn't, that, that Snoke, it's a good point. It, it, it was, I was surprised it was just. Yeah. And he, he, we trust that he is going to be interesting. Right, I like Luke, we that. we accepted like we didn't get Luke because it worked out so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah that and, was great. And he, we're promised him an eight. Right. But Snoke, we still don't know. Is he still going to be all hologrammy? Is he, is there going to be something more? Is he got an arm coming out of his back? Something that right. that's going to yeah. be worth CGI? Right. He's safe on Beeble Brox. He's got yeah. a third arm. <laughs> I think uh, that's why there's so many theories about him because we want to wings, try and figure yeah. out like something to re- redeem. That's a good point. We might sense. be, you know, the the the, answer, the obvious answer is sometimes the answer, and it's same. With Ray's parents, where sometimes I still think it's Luke because it's right. I wouldn't be, yeah. We want, but yeah, with Snoke, it's like, well, maybe, 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 but nah, he might just be this weird scarred dude sitting in a robe. Yeah. <laughs> it might be because he was an administrative uh, assistant in the New Republic and, and he's upset. <laughs> um, so I was a little surprised of that. Anything else that I'm missing out that you guys surprised didn't happen and in, uh, in comparison um, to what you wanted? I, Han Solo's death, you didn't expect spoiler. It. Um, no. Actually, no. And the thing about that scene that was really interesting was the first time I watched it, mm-hmm. Adam Driver kind of tricked me. Mm-hmm. I thought that he was pretending to feel bad. I thought that the mm-hmm. tears mm-hmm. were false mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that he was just trying oh, to trick too. his father. Oh, yeah, right? I too. Yep, yep, yep. I, I don't know. A lot of other people didn't have that reaction. The second time I'm like, oh, no, he's genuinely like wrestling with this and he's torn up. At least I think so. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just... I feel like that scene could have been done differently. The death of Han Solo was not a surprise to most people. And I I know it wasn't a surprise to you, Jennifer, but, uh, you know, going in. But I think a lot of that had to do with uh, us realizing uh, there's no way Harrison just signed on for three of these. Yeah. Um, Right. We're too aware of, uh, well, Tony Stark's contract's up. You know, so that Mm -hmm. we're too aware of that, that we talked about the social media age uh, last episode. Yeah. so I was like, he's going. He's got to be going. I was predicting it. And then the, you said it, Joseph. Uh, it's sometimes about the execution of the story. The moment that scene started, I said, here we go. Exactly. Yep. And I think we've broken it down and talked. And you talked me off the edge a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, and I can definitely get behind it. But I think it was the surprise was it wasn't a surprise. I think that's exactly For the me. point. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't. A, it, it, yeah. I, don't I know. think there was an expert balance. And this is a thing mm. I didn't expect. I thought that Han Solo would die mm-hmm. partially because of the contract thing, but also because that's what Harrison Ford always wanted. And right. you know, now mm-hmm. that George isn't there, maybe this can happen <laughs> kind George of thing. Gone, we can do this. <laughs> we can have our star Wars fun that George wouldn't let us have. Uh, but I hadn't thought of the ripple effect of, I think that's one of the funky and interesting things about the narrative is you got to spend some quality time with Han. This has to be Han's movie mm-hmm. in the fact that I think he does have his, second hero's journey in this movie. Yep. I never expected that. But mm-hmm. as it was playing out, like the first time I saw The Force Awakens, 
when we were spending a lot of time on his ship with the Rathtars and that. It's like, well, that's great, some action, but there's so much to do. Why are we spending time here? Mm-hmm. And then as we got towards the end, it's like, oh, because we needed to see that Han had given up. Right. right. And we needed to see that he's coming back. Yeah. And on the flip side of his death, I worried about, uh, well, they kind of need a Skywalker or a Solo to turn evil, but that's kind of yeah. boring. And they yeah. found such an interesting way to do it. And I was pleasantly surprised in the way they married those two. How We want to do these things. How do we do them? Yeah, I, I, I'm totally, because I'm such a fan of the Kylo Ren storyline, like, I, I definitely think it was a key part, and they did it well. Yes, um, and, and had to do You know, like I said, jokes aside, you talked me off the ledge of the death did have value. Initially, I was like, I don't know if that death had any value. It just happened. But but um, I'm so be, yeah, the story's fine. I just, um, yeah, the Rathars, let's not talk about. Well, we can talk about um, <laughs> yeah. Are the so Rathars I, our I, newest yeah. Ewok I, Jar Jar? I Is that so. what's funny? I'm, I'm trying to explore that. I don't know a lot of people who like the Rathars. I'm really? out there. T- uh, tweet us and text us. I'm That's fine t- with Don't text us. That would mean you'd have our number. Uh, tweet us. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah, yeah. I'm really curious if no, I'm the only I don't, one. I, I've heard more than even people who are like casual fans. I really like the movie. What that the things the ball creatures didn't like them. I like them. You wait, what? <laughs> I do. I like no, them. Joseph. Because I <laughs> wait, they are you serious? yeah. I'm gonna I'm, and then wow. not not just to be crazy. I legitimately like them. When I first saw them, I also had the like. Yeah, do they quite match the aesthetic? But that is the other one of the other things that I wanted and expected is I some of the new creatures, new ships weren't weird enough, weren't out there enough, weren't new mm. enough. And I understand they need to do fan, mm-hmm. make fans feel comfortable. Like, don't worry, here's an X-wing. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, but I like that the Rathars were different, and they're not like anything we've ever seen before. If they were like mm-hmm. basically like, oh, they're kind of rancors, but they have a horn. Like, I would have been like, oh, a horn tour, a horn tour. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you run into those. Yeah. Uh, so I like that they were crazy, uh, indifferent. I just didn't I, like. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, again, conceptually, yes, I think execution. Someone okay. Someone saw those and said, these totally look like they're from Men in Black, Black 3, and that's okay. Oh and I yes. said, that might have been my problem. Fair enough. That's Fair exactly enough. it. <laughs> my, here's my super pedantic uh, yeah, beef yeah. with the Rathars, and not actually with the Rathars, but there's that scene immediately afterwards where BB-8 uses his little coil rope to steady himself. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And it looks too similar to the Rathars. The movement, because uh, the Rathars have the tentacles that, that yeah. are floppy, and yeah. then they go rigid when they attach to something, and then yeah. BB-8 did the exact same thing. It's like, that's just almost sloppy from like in, almost like a, <laughs> analyzing a painting, and the movement yeah, yeah. moves this way, and film is like a painting that moves, and like, those uh-huh. two movements were the same, but they don't have a relationship. There's no meaning, Yeah, they, but there shouldn't have been that same movement there. So close that's together. Good. That's, that's good. awesome. All right, so we found one person who likes the Rathars, <laughs> but if you're out heart. there again, if you're in Team Joseph, hashtag four center, <laughs> hashtag Joseph and the Rat Dars. Um, oh my gosh, that's such a great band name. It's my seventies rock band. I <laughs> love it. Uh, and the and the horn horn tours opened up for you. <laughs> um, so we've talked a lot. We 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 we've, we're kind of getting into uh, almost sounds like we're being negative by the force wagons. No, guys, we're not. No, we're we just love it. we're just setting the tone for pitching what we would have changed and what we would have wanted from the story. Uh, maybe to give you guys a, a second to think, I'll say. Um, what I wanted, what I w- was hoping, and if I was scripting it myself, and thank God I wasn't, um, I wanted peace at the beginning. I wanted a little bit of politics. I wanted 
Leia to be in charge of something she was, mm-hmm. but something on a grand scale. Maybe she was the chancellor, um, uh, superintendent uh, of the galaxy, whatever you want to call it. The first senators, I believe they say now. Yeah. Um, I wanted that. I, 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 I was happy with the idea of Luke being gone, but I wanted some sort of peace. And I wanted this to start with an unknown terror coming in with a big explosion attack, a sneak attack, mm. a Pearl Harbor, mm. something giant on what I believe was Coruscant, but now we can say it was Hosnian Prime. And I wanted the galaxy to immediately devolve into some sort of chaos. And maybe they needed Luke. But Luke was, it was okay that Luke was gone. It wasn't a mystery that Luke was gone. So maybe this is almost like if Force Awakens started three years earlier. I don't know. Yeah. Something I like that. that. Maybe yeah. the first attack of the First God. Order. Um, and then it devolves in this race to get Luke. Mm. My story is a race to get Luke. Now, you could say, well, kind of was a race in the movie. But I want an actual, not a Kessel run, but I want Han and our new heroes going across the galaxy on their own mission not like Obi-Wan and Attack of the Clones, but racing against, literally, in this case, Kylo Ren and maybe the agents of Snoke, that they've got to get to Luke first. And it's a race yeah. through time, and there's a lot of interactions and a lot of adventures. Almost maybe an Indiana Jones. Ooh. And maybe Han becomes their tour through a new galaxy. Yeah. Tour guide. And I think there's a version of that movie where you don't have Starkiller Base. You don't have the ticking clock in bit. the big explosion at mm-hmm. the in the third act. You just have the... Han's got to catch up with his son and get that final piece of information from him. And then it's just an emotional climax. And then you don't have that. You don't have the other characters really yeah. at stake. You know, Leia and everybody else is a bit, at, you know, it'd be a different yeah. movie. And I think a legitimately good one, too. It'd be a smaller movie. And and, yeah. and, 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 and saying it. Yeah, you're right. That That's, again, why we have Starkiller Base. That's why we have the big stakes. Uh, but smaller a start of bigger problems. Yeah. Hmm. And maybe episode eight would be more about, oh, it's the first order and they got this. Yeah. They got a base. So you would have preferred, not maybe preferred, yeah. you imagine uh, yeah. if, a fun what if, if it basically had the prequel structure. Because Phantom Menace yep. is basically a smaller problem that some people are aware maybe has stakes. Yep. A little bit of and that. And then the actual war happens in the second. A little bit of Attack of the Clones, and that, which is funny because I always say the prequels might have been better if they just kind of scrunched one and two into this and that. You know, but it's different properties. Yeah. It's a different thing. Uh, and again, this is this is just fantasy casting. It's fantasy booking. It's fantasy storytelling. Um, and then, uh, you know, there'd be conflicts. There'd be battles. There would yeah. be, be Nazgul-like things you know it's, a, it's a, the nazgul chasing the fellowship wrath um, ghouls yeah, wrath ghouls um and, and as i say about it yeah the fellowship of the ring is uh, 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 the lord of the rings the fellowship the first one is kind of maybe something would i be thinking it's, it's small scale but it's big stuff coming Right. right, and everybody knows that big stuff is coming. It's right. inevitable. Mm-hmm. Right, where the end of the movie is really about just a, a squadron of orcs taking on our heroes uh, versus the two towers or Return of the King in the yeah. big fight. I was thinking maybe more that structure. Interesting. Interesting. That's a great film. It really does feel like I could see George Lucas. Maybe that's his version. Oh, I'm dying to. See oh, I want to know. I, I feel like it has to be so crazy. I feel like he, my prediction is that his version has a different focus on the. Skywalker lineage and mm-hmm. like that it's maybe a little bit more direct uh, yeah. in terms of what's the Skywalker story because here we are one movie into this trilogy and we have been promised it's a Skywalker story right, right. and we know that uh, Ben Kylo has some Skywalker in him mm-hmm. uh, but we don't know if that's it if is he the Skywalker story right mm-hmm. and I bet that Lucas is much more precise yeah yeah and and uh, sort of uh, iconic in sticking to myth of like 
maybe another set of twins. I don't know. Right. Um, mm. Yeah. Jennifer? Yeah. Joseph? Who wants to go first? Yeah, you go ahead, Jennifer, if you'd like. No, I, I just, I love what you put out there. I mean, for me, I think the only thing I really was kind of hoping for was seeing Finn as a Jedi. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. I mean, I knew that Ray was going to most likely be the Jedi, but yeah. for me, when he picked up that lightsaber, I was just a little part of me that was like, come on, come on, you got it in you. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but obviously he didn't. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but that, that I think that that would have been really, he's such a great character. Mm-hmm. And I think there would have been something really iconic seeing him as yeah. a Jedi, but yeah, we got the shot with him. Yeah. I think we all fell for the marketing. It was, uh, exactly. it, was it was a sleight of hand on their part. It yeah. was sneaky, sneaky, false, and tricksy. Um, but I like what Captain says about hey, it's the first time that we saw someone behind the mask, uh, the the faceless people from the first movies. Uh, that uh, now we get to see his side and his turn and his. This is bad. I'm going good. Uh, that was an interesting yeah. take. But I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and like almost everything, there's still a chance. He There's could still true. have some force sensitivity. He could still be a full out Jedi. We don't know. Take some weekend classes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From classes, Luke. You know. If Luke yeah. can be bothered to get off the island. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the, one of the things that I had hoped and wanted in my just total fantasy world, yeah. and I still hope to get, is either Luke or Leia in my fantasy world being truly, deeply, amazingly powerful in mm-hmm. the force. Uh, I love the spirit of it that's uh communicated by yoda mm-hmm. of you know size only is only in your mind and they played with this in comic books and in books where like luke can wave his hand and bring down a walker yeah mm. and i want to see talented filmmakers handle that superman problem of even though a character is incredibly powerful there's still an interesting story to tell mm-hmm. and this goes way back to when i was making up stories with my brother immediately after return of the jedi yeah and my brother had been a han guy i was a luke guy mm. and the film came out and we would construct problems where like oh all of the heroes are trapped on the dresser but they need to get over to the bunk bed <laughs> and i would be like well i raised my luke's action figure's arm and he floats everybody over and my brother would be like no han's <laughs> got to do something That's you know like great. you go back to those like superman problems of how do you make it interesting when your hero is massively powerful but right. i feel like the true promise of the force is a absolute master in the force mm-hmm. is insanely powerful yeah. and i had hoped to maybe see luke or leia be insanely powerful and just have some other different mm. conflict than that can't be fixed just by sheer power. That's such a great point. Y- yeah. It's almost as if, um, and, and one of the shows we talked about, it's like, I think I was joking with Harloff on one of the shows where it's like, I think Luke just got tired and he went away <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he ran a bed and breakfast. There was, he was the, the, the pressure of being the last Jedi. <laughs> and I was always joking. I think if you did it at one of your panels, Joseph, where mm, I made that you joke. You did, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, hey, kind of in a way true from a certain point of view where, so the, the piggybacking off what you're saying, it's like if Luke, has this power and he is the ultimate Jedi in the galaxy now and, and, and him, the conflict, the interesting tale to me and they got into it, but maybe they could have done it more if you had discovered him at the midway point of the movie or something is, you know, he doesn't want to come back and you're right. Maybe in eight, the, maybe the movie opens and there's 10 minutes of him staring at Ray going, nope, nope, yeah. nope, 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 nope. Um, but that to me is interesting. That, that, that this could be a man who learned it all. Yeah. Traveled the galaxy, opened his own school, uh, all this kind of stuff. And, and the conflict being, um, it's too much. I have too much power. 
I, I need to go away. You all need to go figure this out yourself in a nice way. Yeah. Uh, you can't rely on me. I am yeah. Superman to you. That would be so fascinating if he was just like, look, Ray, from across all of these planets, all this space, I could snap Kylo's neck with my mind from mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. But I can't bring myself to do it. I don't believe in that. Right. And like that kind of conflict would be, you know, weird and interesting. Yeah. It's so interesting because going back to what you were saying as a kid, I'm remembering with Leia, I wanted to see her training. I wanted to see promised, that as a child, kind of. right? Yeah. And then it's it's like too much time elapsed mm-hmm. where we could have had that and it mm-hmm. didn't happen. So now I don't know if, if they would allow her to, to kind of have those types of scenes. I don't know how you know, in terms of acting and stuff like that. But that would be so exciting to I see her. Have, yeah, I'm, I, uh, I think there's a slim possibility. There yeah. is a thing in Bloodline mm-hmm. that gives me hope that we're going to see a specific kind of force action from Leia. That's but, all but I that want. The, but that it's really pointed to in saying, yes, she is using the force and it is impressive. And right. she is doing it. Mm-hmm. Yes, because I feel like that was something that I really wanted to see. Now that we're talking about this, like, oh my gosh, yeah, as a kid, I used to dream about that. What what, 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 what yeah. that been like, you know, for her yeah. training? And, and, and clearly Kylo was powerful because, you know, of the genes, but that's directly his mother's genes. So exactly. there's the powers. It's not Uncle Luke that had, uh, you know, I'm, you know, my <laughs> uncle and I both like reading, reading encyclopedias and baseball trivia, but, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I my, mother, my, my father's uh, uh, son. So, um, yeah, that, and I always felt, too, with, with Leia, we got a little, even in Zahn's books, I don't recall her being Mm-mm. a Jedi of any kind. It wasn't. No, I think no. there's some you verbiage know? in the comics and the books in Expanded Universe of, like, she kind of plays with it. And yeah. even has a lightsaber up to, at one point, and just like, yeah, but it's not for me, right, right? Right. And some of that is brought back into Bloodline, but some still of that is, a yeah. little not totally defined. We haven't got the full answer yet. Yeah, mm. yeah, we haven't. Uh, we haven't got the full answer uh, of Luke leaving yet, which I'm glad we haven't got. We get hints, mm-hmm. more hints, and Bloodline talks about it, and um, yeah. So I definitely would have wanted that. Um, any, anything with the villain? Would you guys have pitched? Uh, the First Order, or, I mean, are you happy with the, that, or any kind of, any what, what faction do you want them fighting? I like it. I like where they're going. I really like Kylo Ren, the character of Kylo Ren. I, I love Adam Driver. I think he's a fantastic actor. I'm looking forward to learning more about the Knights of Ren. Hopefully we'll learn more about that. Um, of course, that scene where he takes off the mask. I've seen some people saying he should have just never taken off the mask. But wow. I, yeah, right? I can't imagine. I love that he takes off the mm-hmm. mask. We see him vulnerable. And then at the end, you know, in, in the beginning, he's obviously fresh faced mm-hmm. and, and beautiful feathered, ha- and feathered hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. And at the end, he's, you know, scarred. That We need that juxtaposition. So mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. I like that he takes off his mask. Yeah. I was too. I was happy with that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like the way they did it. In terms of villain, unless there's a reason for Snoke's appearance being a little safe, I would have uh, appreciated something a little bit more bizarre, yeah. interesting. I think that's one of the things the prequels knocked out of the park is showing us di- a lot of different looking mm-hmm. evil people between yeah. Maul and Dooku and Vader. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the Clone Wars, the Night Sisters, which oh, is based on a design that. from yeah. that was a possibility for the prequels. So they, they, yeah. They, they're maybe using the force to float part yeah. of their cloaks up like they're well, like you're so powerful you're using part of your <laughs> concentration to your float outfits. your effing so robes cool. that's so cool so for snoke i would have uh taken maybe some a uh, different design unless it plays out uh my hope 
is still that the story of the Knights of Ren and the story of Snoke is that they came from a different place. Mm. Because I think that is how to keep it fresh. I think there are a couple of hints in Aftermath Mm. and other Mm -hmm. uh, canon novels about about Palpatine's desire to find Sith artifacts from faraway places, mysterious faraway places. Right, right. So in the galaxy that this world lives in, you're saying, you're not saying like the... What's the Yuzon? Yeah, the Yuzon Vaga. I hate yeah, yeah. anything that that cuts out force powers because right, it, right, it right. goes back to that Superman issue of like, right. nah, just give them their powers. But I do like that idea of we think we know everything. It goes back to Game of Thrones. One of the mm-hmm. things I love about Game of Thrones is we get to watch the politics of people who are in their own little uh, uh, cylinder when mm-hmm. there's clearly a much larger threat right. mm. from a world that they've forgotten and don't understand. Right. And to me, that's so so in the Star Wars mythology of like billions of years ago, we traveled to a different galaxy. And of course the force exists there. Right. But people have a different understanding of it. And now some of those people are coming here. Ooh, that's great. Yeah. 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 And I, okay. I, in a, we know that they're not Sith. We know that they're Knights of Ren. Right. Yeah. Whatever that is. Right. I like and that's that. still my hope is that uh, and that's kind of what I expected to get because just the Jedi and Sith again, too repetitive. Mm-hmm. I would like, like I could buy maybe Snoke being some sort of Sith or something like that. I mean, I, I'd not buy, I could, I could be okay with that, but I, I definitely getting to the point now that I don't want the Knights of Ren just to be Kylo's schoolmates <laughs> who formed a little band. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. just like Kylo, I'd like it to mean name? something Ren. that he is, of the Knights of Ren, that he's the, the the head of it or whatever he is. It seems like it, Snoke's comments about even you with the Knights of Ren have not faded. I'd like it to mean something. So I'm yes. totally behind on Great that. And, and maybe could have been flushed out a little. I'm happy with it not being flushed out in seven, but yeah, maybe something a little bit more. But then. it should be. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like I'm still wondering, like, where were they? Yeah. In this movie. Why weren't they helping? Were they just all caught off guard because they were off planet and not on Starkiller Base? Uh, that's probably the easiest answer, but like, where were they? It's yeah, like, it's I like th- when Iron Man gets into problems and where's the rest of the Avengers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think there's going to be answers for that. That's yeah. my prediction. That I think there's a different base. Definitely. There's a different home absolutely. base for, for the first order and all that. Well, I think we solved episode seven. I think we did. Yes. And it's already good. We now we yeah. just made it even great. Yeah. We have a <laughs> different story. We got Jedi Ewoks, the, the Rathars, and now the Horn Tors <laughs> are all there. We have done it all. And Snoke has a cape that floats because he uses the Force, force to dope. dress himself. <laughs> um, guys, what, is, uh, what are some of the things you wanted from episode seven? What are, what are some of the things you were surprised? And what are some of the things you would have changed? You can go to our Twitter page at Force, our Twitter feed at Force Center Pod and tell us. And uh, also on the Facebook page, the official Force Center Facebook page. Tell us there. Maybe uh, next week we will uh, read some of those uh, and see what you guys had to say out there. Uh, but for now, Joseph, we're going to take some fan questions from those same locations. Exactly right. We got uh, one from Matt at Ready Player Two. <laughs> Great Twitter handle. Does a Jedi killing a defenseless droid mean the dark side? Oh. Ooh. Right. Are you a droidist that you're going to answer? <laughs> it doesn't matter. If if a Sith or a dark Jedi who maybe isn't full Sith killed 3PO, I'd be like, how dare you, sir? Yeah. Or right. madam. Right. Or creature. And I would say it, it is Ewok. a bad act. <laughs> mm. Um So, uh... 
It's go. I, this is a tough question. Jump in here. Yeah. No, you uh, know. Flounder. I mean, I'm thinking about it just from like a human standpoint, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, if I were to kill a robot or my Roomba, like that's not, <laughs> you know, it's it's a freaking robot. Let's let's call it what it is. Yeah. So I'm sorry, humans trump robots. Yeah. Okay, you heard it here. Yeah. Land is yeah. a droidist. I think that we're in this brave new era where a lot of this media is uh, exploring the. Humanity, the sentience. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you've told me about the three PO comic. I haven't read it myself, but I've read yeah. a lot of re- things. But you know, giving the human side to three PO, there's a nice drive by in Bloodline where mm-hmm. Leia remembers, like, oh yeah, he's not just a bucket of bolts. Yeah. there's a lot going on. Yeah. There's that great episode of Rebels uh, where Chopper uh, steals the leg from himself and makes friend with yeah. another droid. So I feel like there's been a lot floating around in the Star Wars uh, storytelling to remind us that like droids are. People do. I know. Uh, but that said, but. Jedi slaughter people. Right. Yes. If they feel it is just. And mm-hmm. that's, I, I love that Jedi thing of like, I'm giving you every other opportunity, but then I'm going to cut your head off and then I'm going to whistle and walk away and hold my head high and be, I'm a Jedi. And or, if a droid does the same thing, yeah. bye bye, droid. But Sorry. yeah, and it's like, look, Luke didn't go give those Gamorrean guards much a chance to let him pass. No. Thank you. He, he just, just went for it. He just choked him. But maybe you could say he wasn't a full Jedi yet. Maybe, maybe, maybe. My answer is, yeah, no, a Jedi can kill a defenseless droid if the if the droid gives him reason to. Look, mm. if a Jedi is just going around pleasure Look, killing droids, IG eighty eight. Yeah, okay, exactly. <laughs> okay, right. not defenseless. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm uh, at the table with two droidists. I understand. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. I know my place. <laughs> Our next co- uh, question comes from Tom T at the underscore stain. I believe. How awkward do you think it is for fo- Force Ghosts to hang around together? I.e., Anakin joining Yoda, Obi Wan in Return of the Jedi. Hashtag small talk. <laughs> I love that. It's a great question, and um, one I have literally stayed awake thinking about. Have you really? Oh yes. Well, then dive in. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, yeah you know, what do they do? We got we got to do a whole Force Ghost episode because the Force. I, I'm obsessed with the Force Ghosts. I love it. Uh, uh, that my my head that's been partially built up of other things is that you know Yoda and Obi Wan they trained and meditated to become one with the Force and retain right. their identity. Right. And Anakin turned good, and they're like, mm, yeah, we'll help you out, buddy. <laughs> but then after that, like they obviously can meditate and communicate with one another, or at mm-hmm. least they could when one of them was still alive. Uh, so I assume that they can still communicate with one another and meditate within the force. And that is just fascinating. Like, do they just be like, Anakin, we gave you your own identity within the force in case you ever want to maybe materialize and explain yourself <laughs> to your children. <laughs> but give me a couple of years. I've got nothing to say to you. Right. Do you know mm. how not fun it was to just hang out on Tatooine? <laughs> I got nothing to say to you. Awkward. Yeah. You know, it's, um, I go to uh, the joke on the playgrounds uh, in, in the late 80s when I'd be playing with my friends. We'd ask these questions. I should have had a podcast back then. Technology <laughs> didn't exist. I should have recorded it on my boombox. We'd always wonder um, when Sebastian Shaw, as old Anakin, mm. uh, yep. shows up next to Obi-Wan and Yoda. Why didn't Obi-Wan and Yoda go, who are you? <laughs> no idea who this guy is. <laughs> what happened to young Anakin? So when Hayden shows up, as sacrilegious as it seems to say, actually kind of made sense to me in a weird okay. way. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it maybe, yeah, you know, could have been, could have. I mean, I know Sebastian Shaw was the Anakin that died, but I was kind of like, oh, no, that kind of made sense to me. I might, I might be one of the only ones. So to me, but point being, we always thought, kind of thought there was this 
ability to, uh, you know, you were still alive in a way. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, Anakin, how you doing? Welcome to the team. Took you a long time, jerk. So I, I kind of onboarded it there. Yeah. That there's some kind of communication going yeah. on. Yeah. What do you think, Jennifer? As a kid, I just kind of assumed it was, you know, like, like heaven. Yeah. <laughs> they just Absolutely. all like hang out together. Go and, sit. Yeah. Yeah. And then they watch people <laughs> from afar yeah. and, you know, can see what's going on. And Well, there's some truth to that, though. Like, right. look, let's be honest. If, yeah, if Obi-Wan's right. going to show up and talk to Luke in the trench there, right. um, couldn't he also be there while Luke's in the bathroom or chatting up a girl? Girl and getting her back to his hut, like you know, like <laughs> when do, is there some decency there? You Could you give me a moment? <laughs> like you know, yeah. Is he riding him while Luke's making his new lightsaber? Like Luke, no, no other no. button, other no. You, you put the crystal yeah. in the wrong place, Luke. Because if you're establishing that world that that the Qui Gon's voice can appear at any time when Anakin's getting mad, right? Uh, was he there when uh, he and uh, Padme got naked for the first time? Like <laughs> oh you know, gosh. like you, uh, <laughs> Qui Gon, Anakin, 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 no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the way. Anakin, uh, don't soon. tell don't tell Yoda. Just it's okay. Don't talk tell. that out with her first. Yeah, you know, like I, so jokes aside and jokes in there. There's <laughs> some. There's some. Uh, yeah. Yes. There's a lot going on. There's a question of whether they can communicate with one another. I think my most serious answer, which is barely serious, even though I I take this Mine very was seriously. Serious. <laughs> Yours was very serious. Totally. I think that honestly, the the this is actually canon for the most part of like the way that they became Jedi ghosts is by being selfless. That's the great Mm. power. Right. Is that they truly were only wanted to exist to continue to help others. Right. So if they are being that selfless, I feel like it would be one of those situations where, I don't know if you've ever been in a fight where you felt like I threw down in the fight, but I didn't start it. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to apologize, but I'm not going to talk first. Right. I feel like that's where Obi-Wan would be at with Anakin at least. Whereas like, if you want to, if Force Ghost Anakin wants to say, hey, sorry. Sorry about all that. About tearing everything apart. <sighs> you were right to cut my legs off. Yeah. I did instigate that. Yeah. Then Obi-Wan would be like, ah, forget yeah, about it. It's fine. It's fine. It. <laughs> and maybe that'll be the second act of the Obi-Wan standalone movie. <laughs> Hashtag give us Kenobi. Hashtag give us Kenobi. All right. We got two more. We'll uh, mm-hmm, keep mm-hmm. moving. Tommy at Mr. T.T. Green how do you all feel about the immaculate conception thing? And could it happen again if it hasn't already? Tommy, it's a great question. I believe like uh, our friend, Kevin Ross does who's listening. I think there's a good chance that Ray was born of the force. I still do. Mm. It's falling. Mm-hmm. It was 70%, 60, 50, 40, 30, maybe an under <laughs> 20% bet for me at this point, but I still can get behind that in a world where Anakin was born of the Force and tore things asunder, that the Force would say, let me try this again. Yeah. Mm. What do you think, Jennifer? Do you like uh, Immaculate Conceptions in yeah, Star Wars? You know, I'd, I've always kind of wrestled with that just because it, it is so on the nose with, like, the religious yeah. aspect of yeah. it. Yeah, sure. You know, it just felt a little... Jesus Anakin, yeah, absolutely. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I've always kind of struggled with that. But could I buy Ray, you know, being born of the Force? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Why not? Yeah, I'm in the same place of like, you know, I'd like to ignore the powerful connections to religion because even if you try to map it, I don't feel like it matches up, right. especially in the Phantom Menace of like, oh, well, Anakin's kind of Jesus, but Qui-Gon really looks like <laughs> the stereotypical <laughs> presentation of yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So it, it doesn't really track if you're trying to make an analogy of it. So I try to just no. ignore that. Right. And then I really, I like, since this story is so much about 
the power of the Skywalker line, mm. I like that it just like, well, here's where it begins. I mean, mm-hmm. you got Shmi in there, mm-hmm. but in terms of like, this is why this family is so powerful in the force is because this kid was born of the force itself. Mm. I kind of, I've always liked. Mm. That makes sense. Um, and mm. I think that it would be a great opportunity to, you know, we keep talking about execution. It would be yeah. a great opportunity to play with that idea to have Ray be born of the force. I would be yeah. okay with that because I trust them to tell that story well mm-hmm. and not in a hand wavy way, the way it right. was kind of in the Phantom Menace yeah, where yeah. We, we didn't get a chance to linger on it or deal with what exactly. it meant. Absolutely. It was almost, exactly. it was half mentioned. Um, I, I no, there was no father. I just got pregnant and it was like never mentioned again. Right. <laughs> it was just, yeah, and quite know, was like, yeah, it uh, happens. Oh, yeah, I hear you. Okay. Interesting. Normal yeah. occurrence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. I feel like we, we've answered that uh, as much as we possibly can. We'll see if it has happened with Ray. Our final question from a good fan, Gregory at G Proust. What prequel character or reference do you want most to appear in episode eight? <laughs> I could go funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's say, you know, Jar Jar type or something like that. I, I, I could say that. I'm going to go with Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. I actually, yeah. I, I did not have a bad reaction when that story came out that he could possibly, or, you know, that rumor, rumors are rumors. Yeah. I wasn't one of those, what, no, people. <laughs> uh, I was like, yeah, that makes some sense. Yeah. Especially after seeing Force Awakens, where it's like, Luke's got to train Ray. And he's got to explain what happened. And if she is his daughter, let's just say that is. Yeah. Not born mm-hmm. of the forest or not something else. Or even if she's Obi-Wan's kid, it doesn't matter. Hell, she could be Luke's kid. And Luke could be like, I'm going to have her be born of the forest. Right. Yeah, true. Um, th- it would make sense that he's like, here, I got some holocrons. <laughs> Let me tell you who your grandfather was. Let me tell you who that person that Kylo Ren is trying to be was and is. And yeah. it would make sense. That Hayden as as Anakin would reappear. I, I'd be totally fine with that. And, and I actually kind of hope there's some kind of at least reference to that. Nice. Jennifer? I would like to see a character like that. I think what it's about is almost like redemption, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because a lot of people didn't like uh, Hayden Christensen. So I'm going to actually go with just the obvious answer and say a Gungan of some sort. Okay. And really do some sort of redemption story. Maybe, obviously, they're not going to be a main character. Right. But maybe there's some potential there to make them good. But there's no reason, like, yeah, a scarred, more serious uh, Gungan couldn't be flying a Y-Wing with the Resistance, right? Yeah, just so maybe yeah, a little cameo yeah. or something. Yeah, it doesn't need to be Jar Jar. No, yeah. no it doesn't have to be Jar Jar. Not no, Captain exactly. Tarples, no. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My joke answer would be Alon Slezbegano, uh, <laughs> the death stick salesperson yeah. oh from Attack of the But uh, I'm totally with you with Anakin. I'd yeah. also like to just see uh, acknowledgement of the planets that we spent a lot of time in yep. in the prequels, mm. Naboo or Coruscant in particular. I'd like to get a little bit. Totally. I'd like to see them on screen. I'd like yeah. to see those people on screen. Uh, along with Anakin, I agree with everything you said mm. about Anakin. He's, he's my number one. Hayden yeah. Christensen as Anakin and Vision, Holocron. Force Ghost, whatever. I would also like to see the failure of Jedi Sith philosophy mm. addressed because that's a lot of what the prequels are based on. And then yep. I think the original trilogy follows up. I was like, well, Luke is picking up the mantle and he's making some decisions. I'll be bummed out if we don't have that lineage of Luke saying, here's, here's been the philosophies mm-hmm. of the Jedi. Here's where I think they went wrong. Here's how I, I want to do it different. And same thing with Snoke. If he is from a different mm. 
school, a different place. Like here's this, the rule of two worked out for a while, but yeah. then they overreached and here's how we're going to do it different. So I would like to right. see like the reality of those philosophies that we learn of in the prequels addressed in the new trilogy. Agreed. That's good. That's yeah. deep. Definitely. I like it. Uh, great question, Gregory and Tommy, Tom T and Matt. Great questions as always. Uh, you guys can submit those on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Use the hashtag uh, Force Center to uh, really let us uh, see it uh, easier, or the hashtag Small Talk if you're talking about Force Ghosts. <laughs> uh, and that's a good idea. We should do a, a Force Center presents Force Ghosts. Oh yeah, uh, oh episode. Maybe, can we get a Force Ghost expert? Are they out there? We'll oh, oh yeah, we'll have to find one. Where are you? We could do that. Uh, and again, don't forget our. Facebook page. I, I I sometimes forget our Facebook page, which is a shame on me. You can go to our Facebook page, uh, the official Force, Force Center Facebook page, and write us and post things and, and interact. Um, we're, we're not doing a fan fiction for this episode, um, but as always, uh, you can find the them on there, and you can complete the story and win. You can win a big prize. What's the prize? Your name read into microphones. It's a great, great <laughs> prize. So, guys, we had a lot of fun on this episode of Force Center, trying new things, different things. We're not always going to be breaking down the news. Sometimes we're going to record special episodes with special topics, and I hope you enjoy those as well. So, Joseph, as always, we ask, where uh, can you be found on the Internet? I can be found on social media, Twitter and Instagram, and all of the other things as at Joseph Scrimshaw, my name. It's very difficult. Uh, I got a bunch of shows coming up. I'm doing some live recordings of my podcast, Obsessed. I'm doing a lot of conventions this summer. And all the information about those shows is on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. Jennifer? Yes, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jennifer Landa. And if you like Star Wars videos, be sure to check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Jennifer Landa. Absolutely. It's always fun there uh, to see what Jennifer's come up with, uh, especially when she breaks down the mad Star Wars raps and rhymes. Break it down. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it's great. Guys, thanks as always. Follow us at Force Center Pod on iTunes, Podomatic, and Stitcher. Rate and review if you're on iTunes. We do appreciate that vote of confidence. So until next time, let's hope the Gungans come back to the galaxy. We'll see you next time. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.